want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now why hello and welcome to issue 680 of Geek in the City Radio. We are coming to you live from the Guardian Game Studios. I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Vinarita. And I'm Cable Hashikai. What's shaking, everybody? Yeah. Apparently we are. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Starship acting. <laughs> it's right. That's 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 yeah. fight. Oh, Corey. that's true. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that's that's a different kind of Star Trek fighting. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Whew. I yeah, I know. I was doing fine and then just took a hard right turn into a fucking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even work yesterday and it has been a Tuesday, so I don't know what's up. See that and that is also part and parcel my issue is that yesterday was yet another fucking federal holiday. To be fair, MLK deleted. 100% deserves a holiday. You know who who doesn't? And this is now going to be my platform when I run for any office. Right. Banks. Banks do not get days off. Banks I, are open 24-7. 365. I, do you know why? Because we are beholden to banks. Mm-hmm. We are beholden to banks for all of our financial transactions. They should be open all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, don't ever go to the UK. There's like every other week's a bank holiday. Yeah, I know. But I why? Why do banks that have all of our money... You just answered it. I mean, I know why. You just I'm answered not it. A, I'm not a fucking right, But idiot. we need the money, and sometimes there's a problem with the money. And and if no one's around, they can't help you with the money. Yeah, they're, they're not designed to. We know that, that that's right. the reason, but that's why I'm, I'm 100% for banks don't get days off. Ever. Yeah. Ever again. That's fine. Either that or we restructure capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Neither are going to happen. Also, I, I think the federal government also doesn't get days off anymore. <laughs> I mean, they kind of don't, depending on what your job is. Uh, if you're a senator, you get, what, a hundred of those oh, off a day. year. You don't do anything. No, you you don't get a day off ever again. Maybe that will keep some of these motherfuckers from no. running indefinitely. No. Mm-hmm. no, because they're in charge. So they're never going to... The only thing they'll vote for on themselves are pay increases, which always cracks me up. For now. Mm. They're in charge for now. You're going to get us a visit from some dude in sunglasses. Like we aren't all on lists. I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> like you're chugging your beer. I don't give a fuck. See, you, you have found my ways. Yay, I did it. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? Uh, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, I, Lemon. Yeah, I don't know why they're so chaotic. I mean, I do know. Um, I cram a lot more into Tuesdays now, too, because, like, Jen's back in school. Mm-hmm. So I also, like, she has, like, a 45 minutes between work and school. So I, like, doubly make sure there's dinner for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I cram all the stuff I do in like less time. So I can then go upstairs and cook dinner and get it ready. Right. Yeah. Tuesdays are always crazy busy for me too. And right now we have a, a new person coming in to help. So now there's that added element of like, well, they don't know where anything is or how anything is like the preferred way of doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're only there for half a day. So it's, yeah, it's, and, <laughs> and this was the first day of that. So it was very, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I also cram it like Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days that I get up early and I go to the gym because my gym is open at 7 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Those are the days that I like to go because then I have like basically a two hour window, hour and a half of time that I can go work out, have a breakfast before I have to roll in here and start being me. Mm-hmm. work me mm-hmm. and yeah that that for tuesday that that makes it a long day because then i leave the house at like seven in the morning six six forty five if i've really got my shit together right and then i get home anywhere between eight thirty and nine o'clock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a long day yes. most of that spent in my workplace yep Sweet. That's that's exactly how it is. Tuesdays, folks. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays. We do it because we love you. I am not the Palpatine of anything. Why would I be the Palpatine? <laughs> yeah, you're not a Palpatine. No. God, no. She's a Palpatine. <laughs> I am in the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie. Just come at me. Oh, you'll, you'll be wrong. I saw something weird about the fact that how much um, Disney Plus... Star Wars is having to retcon in the one line of somehow Palpatine survived. What do you mean? That's why we're getting all of the backstory of cloning and the importance of Grogu in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Boba Fett. You're having to explain all of that bullshit. Yeah. Mm. A line, it's so funny. If you ever watch that movie again, just the pain that he has saying it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oscar Isaacs, he just knows. And that we also got to remember, like, that's which, the best take. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah. It, it, those, I, I really feel for Oscar Isaac and, and John Boyega. All and, of them, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, why can't, I'm blanking on her name. What's her name? Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Like, they... They were great in Force Awakens. They were so excited. They all of this energy. Mm-hmm. I felt that that carried over marvelously in the Last Jedi and for the um, the Rise of Skywalker. They all but turned to the camera and went, "Yeah, we I know." know. <laughs> yeah, and then went no. back to, 
but back to the movie. Uh, yeah. Boy, it's bad. Your friends are always here. Poe? Lando, you've known this dude for 20 minutes. <laughs> Great. I'll, never, I, you know what? We can't go down the, the whole of how bad Rise of Skywalker was. No, we can we can't talk about new Star Wars. We can, yeah. yeah. There was the Mandalorian season three trailer, which looked amazing. I still haven't watched it, I, but but oh. I believe it. I also did not realize that the new Bed Batch is already out. There's already been three episodes. Oh yeah, that yeah. started. Like, it was like, real how did, quiet. Why didn't I hear that they were out already? It was real quiet. Why? I don't know. And but they very that find out cable and tell me why. <laughs> they just. Uh, Okay, <laughs> get on the phone to my that's homies super, at Disney. That's super it's a, weird. I the don't, fuck? I mean... Dear Star Wars, why did you not let anyone know about the Bad Batch coming out? I expected cable. an invitation in an envelope. Starts next week. Please tune in. That's right. We, we care about what you think about the show. It's like you're the... You're the little kid in Monster Squad that writes a letter to the army in crayon. Yeah, okay, Norm. We just gave, like, talked about the fact that I haven't watched a single episode of it. I'm the only one who's seen it, Norm. Like, Norm's jumping in. It's like, oh, yeah, that was so great. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> I love one. you, Norm. I don't mean that. I'm only the only one who's seen it because I was working one morning, and I hit, like, writer's block, and I was like, oh, wait, Bad Batch. I was like, I'll just put the Bad Batch on until, like, my brain goes through. Yeah, I haven't, like... I feel like Merrick and I have not been home at the same time together long enough with the amount of brain power to sit down and watch it. Sure. Like, usually it's like, hey, it's good to see you. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Can we have leftovers? Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it looks fantastic. Like, it's, I mean, this is also one of those things we've seen coming, especially if you watch any, like, any of the Star Wars under kind of Dave Filoni's helm. Mm, mm-hmm. And this will be the reclaiming of Mandalore. The season three, I feel like that's the bulk of it. Oh, yeah. that They they telegraph that pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. And you actually see like them like assaulting Mandalore City. Okay. From the clouds. Like, um, Grogu, way more comfortable with the Force. Mm-hmm. You see him in a couple of scenes, which is kind of... That's cool. I like that. Um, Kicking ass. Great. Kick we have a Force-sensitive Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, baby Mandalorian, baby who has baby who has anger issues. I think also. Oh, bit. there was a um, there was an obvious flashback to Order sixty six. Oh, from Grogu's point of view. Oh, you I see Jedi. That. You see the backs of Jedi's with their sabers drawn. It's the Jedi Temple. So we're clearly looking through Grogu's eyes on that scene. Great. Uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul Sung-Hyung Lee has a quick... So he's going to be more prevalent in season three, I think. He had good like, whole speaking sequence in the trailer. I think they maybe retooled some of Carla Gugino, Carla, her, or, yeah, her, her. Arc into him. Because she's... Great. Yeah, fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, that character was not so important to like the plot or the through line of nah. of the Mandalorian that it, no. it couldn't just be whatever she had to say couldn't just be reassigned. Yeah, yep. And he's a much better actor. Yeah, and not a bunch of other issues too. So. <laughs> yep. Also a big Star Wars fan. Huge. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a big everything fan. <laughs> I was just he, about to if say. If it has lasers or ghosts or monsters or 
I I still won't rest until the whole uh, that whole family from um, uh, Kim's Convenience mm -hmm. is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But we're getting there. Well, who else has joined? No, Seem it's just Simu. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was like, was there someone other casting I didn't know no, about? No. But like, uh, Paul Sung-Hoon Lee is uh, clearly on Disney's payroll. Yeah, we can easily roll him in there. That, yeah, but that's I true. He, There's been a lot more crossover these yeah. days. Yeah, he is having, I think, some more fun in Star Wars. Plus, he's economical. You don't have to buy wardrobe for him. He just shows yep. up. With his <laughs> How's it going? You need to. Oh, you've already been to wardrobe. Wardrobe? No. What? Um, uh, I do like someone pointing this out. It was cool. So in the clip you see him, and he's wearing a New Republic jacket. Mm. Uh, if you go back and look, especially in The Force Awakens, the jacket Poe's wearing, it's a New Republic jacket. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Um, although it's funny, man, it's hard to like get excited with the idea of the New Republic when you know that like it's fucked. <laughs> and that like, and then, see, I can't start, but that becomes my entire issue with the sequel trilogy. Uh, that Everything that was sacrificed in the original trilogy didn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. Like, none of it. So what was the point? And, like, Vader's sacrifice doesn't matter. Because somehow Palpatine has returned. Somehow. Somehow. Palpatine has returned. I would rather them take in the fucking story arc from Dark Empire, that Dark Horse book. Yeah. At least that also had Palpatine back, but at least it was just fucking bonkers the way they did it. Yep. <clears throat> you know. What happens in Dark Empire? The comic? It's a bunch of clones of Palpatine. Yeah, back. yeah, but you find it, but it makes more sense. Like, <laughs> what? That clones make more sense? Uh, yeah, just the fact that it made more sense. It made yeah, more no, sense they don't. We got. They don't try to hide it. Like the Republic, um, the New Republic has known about the cloning cylinders for a while, and they're like, no, we know that he was like, never was going to want to give up power, even when his body died. Yeah. But then they did these cool things with like the reason why whenever he gets in a new body it decays fast is because he has so much of the dark side it just it just makes you ugly destroys and destroys just destroys your body. Yep. Um, he just starts out like it's down to they come out as baby and it turns into old man in thirty minutes. <laughs> Um, uh, that's where we got the twins. You, that's that's like a like a really common slash maybe even standard concept of like excessive cloning, especially when you're cloning the clones instead of cloning yep. from the source mm -hmm. material. Oh, yep. we saw I they, saw multiplicity with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's another example. <laughs> yeah, don't make a copy of a copy. Yeah, um, this is where we got the. Uh, well, Multi they were touched on the original Thrawn Dark Empire, or Air of the Empire trilogy about Luke and uh, I mean about Leon Han having twins. Like they're born in the Dark Empire series. Um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong; it does get weird. Also, like Luke intentionally falls to the dark side so he can get in close mm -hmm. to take out Palpatine, but that freaks out Leia, who is also now a Jedi, and she's like, "I got to bring my brother back." And they have a confrontation. Literally, Luke's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "Well, I sense you fell to the dark side." He's like, "I did that on purpose." Um, Shit, you're here now too. <laughs> I wonder if that's what Palpatine wanted all along. It's like, <laughs> but like, look, it did show like Coruscant to become a war zone because you forget that like, yay, the rebels run in in Jedi. I guess the war's over. If you know how rebellions work, like, no, that's when the real war starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, 
Kevin brings up a really good point. Uh, in real life, is there? He gives a real life example. World War One was like just like the worst thing ever, right? Yeah. Um, and then twenty years later, let's let's go for round two. Sure. Like, like, it's like the same generation of people, basically. Um, well, that it it, 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 it it is a very like it can be a very cyclical thing. Mm-hmm. It can be, except the rise of and there's oh my god I can't get this all the way. But a big chunk of the rise of what allowed Nazism to rise in Germany is that after World War One, when Germany lost, instead of like helping them rebuild an economy, no, they made they, them pay. They it, punished like, them and made them pay. Shit it. ton so, of reparations. Yeah. So by the twenties, late twenties, Germany's literally like broke. Mm-hmm. Like a family can't pay for a loaf of bread. Here comes this really charismatic guy. So it's like. That's why it doesn't make any sense in the sequel trilogy because it's like, it's not like it's imperial remnants that have banded together. The first order was a super secret part of the empire that Palpatine kept hidden way out in the outer rim, because he knew this was all gonna happen. Sure, that part because it was written by the guy who wrote Alias. He's a shit writer. (laughs) Also, doesn't matter what's in the box. The only thing that matters is the box. Pretentious douche. I you know who's Abrams, never going to so. produce season of the Bruja as a movie? Uh, that would probably be J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not. Yes, Kevin, I said rim. Not a concern. Child. Uh, also, uh, Gina Carano's movie made $804 yeah. on her opening weekend. Yeah, and so I fucking love it. Yes, she did. It was very... And they're already announcing another one that she's doing. Great. Uh, yeah, so much for go woke, go broke. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sh- I assume I she ben, got paid. I think Ben Shapiro wrote the movie. I believe so. Okay. Or was involved in it. Yeah. Is this the, what I don't remember? Is this the one about Hunter Biden? Or is it a different oh, one? Oh, it might be. I don't know. Oh, boy, that one's bad. No, the Hunter Biden one, she's like a pseudo narrator. I'm not looking any of it. I'm up. not going to look any of it up because it'll give them whatever. Yep. Oh, I'm Norm not. says he produced it. Okay. No, the only one he'll write is, is Brett Hawthorne. <laughs> Brett Hawthorne. Okay. Oh, my God, Brett Hawthorne. Um, although, apparently, uh, people are upset that the Gina Carano slash Ben Shapiro uh, film is is still too woke. I'm just, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's it? the end of the line. Uh, for, yeah. for, like, hardcore right-wing people are still is not it, happy. Is it because of chicks in the lead? I don't can't have something with a vagina kicking ass. Are immediately Gross. a contradiction because they actually don't know what they believe in. They will tell you what they believe in. And it won't and make any it fucking matters. sense. It does not match anything at all what they do. Right. Extremists of any on any side. That They're is the truth. mad red hot horde. Whatever you believe in, if you are an extremist. Your beliefs and your actions are going to be two different things. Um, has anyone, I don't know if either of you played the game either, but has anyone even started to watch uh, The Last of Us? No, no. I, I definitely want to, but I haven't gotten, I haven't started yet. I probably won't. Really? Because the game is already like unabashedly and brutally emotional. 
Oh, and okay. If they, and from what I've read, they've done such a good job. It was like, I don't need to go through that again. <laughs> I just fuck. And Last I of Us never, 2 is even I, worse. See, I, I can easily played. watch the watch this because I've never played the game. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's and also, I enjoy it. being devastated. Oh, then have, you're going to fucking love yeah, it. Especially if they build enough clout that they can do Last of Us 2. If if they make a Lego version of Last of Us 2, then I will end up playing Last of Us. Yeah, I don't think it works. <laughs> Last of Us 2, I'll give one quick little thing away. It's not like an element. It is, but... So Last of Us 2 does this great job of you playing the main character from the first game. Mm-hmm. And by now, you're like... You're like... Like a stone-cold killer by now. Oh, shit. And a Torva's in it, too. And you're taking out, like, not only just, like, the fungal zombies... But you're like laying waste to entire groups and, and like societies that you don't agree with. And granted, they're like dicks, but they're also just trying to survive. The game does this amazing thing because by now you've racked up more levels and equipment and you're like a one woman murder machine. You're like like John John Wick wishes he could kill like she does. Yes, the game is a one woman murder machine. But halfway through the second game, the narrative switches perspectives. And you begin to play as the woman who's also trying to keep her people safe, that the main character has, that you have already gone on a murder spree. Okay. And now you, it switches perspectives about how you now, as that character, has to endure what you did. I love it. Oh, my God. And then, yeah. I'm here for it. So it's a game that also teaches radical empathy. Yeah. And okay. I know a lot of gamers that felt they felt betrayed because in the main character they saw themselves especially a lot of um a lot of queer women Mm -hmm. but the game is pretty honest with like how humans work Mm -hmm. and it pulls away the whole idea of like yeah we've just gotten used to that when you're the main character the hero of a game you're the you're the good guy you're the good girl you're the good person and you're against the world Mm. and last of us two about halfway through goes Are you, though? Are you, though? Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) I've never played Last of Us 2, and I didn't know that about the mechanics of the game. I like that. Because I don't... Here's the thing. Like, the thought experiment of if you're playing a video game and you can go ahead and be the bad guy, so many people just choose. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go murder things. It's like... it's like with D and D or any RPG. Yeah. Uh, I we'll stop mentioning D and D for a while. Uh, <laughs> um, with any RPG where you get murder hobos, it's like, yeah, we're just gonna go in and kill this, and do that, and do that, and steal this. It's like, why? Well, because we can. Does that mean you should? <laughs> do you think that there are no consequences because this is a game? So I, one of my role playing games I played in, like right out of high school. Mm-hmm. This character played a, um, I think they were like a lawful good, like fighter, nothing fancy. But after every combat, we realized that he never looted the bodies. And finally, we asked him, like, why aren't you like just gold and treasure? And I don't know if he was talking for the character or for himself or a little bit of both. And he's like, it is already enough that I have killed them. It is immoral to strip their corpses. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> and you're playing a lawful good character like okay i've already killed them now let's take everything 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looting the bodies is is like strictly a, a gaming concept, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you don't even see it that much in like action movies. I mean, yeah, you steal clips or walkie-talkies or whatever, but yeah, but not in the way it's done in, ga- in role right. games and video. Games. Yeah, yeah, you like you take the motherfucker's boots if you like them. Yeah, Kevin just mentioned it. The game is a pro- in the first game, like your character's like, in terms of like weapons, she's kind of useless, and you progress as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's someone you when you have to take someone out, it's because like you have no choice. By the second game, she's like fuck everyone. Um, that's what I really liked about when they did the reboot of Tomb Raider. Eventually, she becomes a murder machine because it's a video game when they eventually give way to the trappings of that. Mm-hmm. But in the first reboot of the Tomb Raider games, when you when Lara goes to like learn to use a bow after she's stranded on the island, like she has to kill a deer to eat. She has you have no food when you start, mm-hmm. and even when she pulls the first bow, the mechanics it does to show that she's uncomfortable and not good at it yet is the crosshair just keeps moving and she's going. Like she's like she's terrified to like let go of the boat. By the end of the game, you're like fucking driving piton spikes into skulls while spin kicking and shooting an AK forty seven. But it makes an attempt. Uh, wow, there's been so many. All these things to teach us that human life doesn't matter. Yeah, which is kind of weirdly, it's why I've been appreciating the new God of War games. The mm-hmm. whole point of those things is that he hates gods because they fucked him. So he's already killed the Greek pantheon, and now he's in, you know, Norway. Sure. But now he's, like, old. He wants to be done. And the other gods are like, we know who you are. You fucking god of war. He's like, no, I'm done. Just, I don't want war anymore. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we're gonna, then we're going to take your kid. Because, by the way, we think your kid is Loki. And we're going we're gonna to take your kid, and he's going to cause Ragnarok. He's like, you're not taking my son. They're like, yeah, we are. He's like, well... Then you're getting an axe to the face. Yeah. But every time he's always like, I, do, I want to be done. Can we just go home? Thor shows up. Fuck. No, I can't. Because you assholes won't leave me alone. It's the, uh, oh, I think my favorite adage from Men in Black, Will Smith, <laughs> Agent J, mm-hmm. don't start nothing, <laughs> won't be nothing. <laughs> yeah. I I think about that every single time I am confronted with conflict in life. Don't start nothing. Mm-hmm. Won't be nothing. Man, if that doesn't turn my attitude around to, hey, what what's up? Yeah. From I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. That like that one. Whew, it's a good one. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. So it's We're the, gonna take your kid. It's the no. uh, the precursor to you know fuck around, find out. Yeah. Yep. So as is considering we are currently in the find out decade. Yeah, massive sure amount of find are. out era. We're in the fuck the find out era. We've come from the fuck around era. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily do the fucking around either. That's that's the part that's annoying. Uh, I mean. We have done our own fucking around. Yes, like, yes. We are yeah, not right. blameless. I get that. But man, there, there's a there's a there's also the institutionalized ahead. fucking around that yes. uh, you didn't know was fucking around until much later in life. No, because they hid it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, what else we got going on? Well, I was gonna while we were still uh, near to Star Wars, I wanted to talk about the fact that I have been trying. So it's two things. One is a a piece of information I did not previously know and weirded me out for most of the evening. Okay. That I discovered while I was on point one, trying to ascertain whether or not the cast list and character list for Ahsoka had been finalized. Because I saw something on the Instagram. Uh Um, For the most part, like, Ahsoka is Ahsoka. There's actually two actresses playing Ahsoka. It's Rosario Dawson and then a younger actress Mm -hmm. who's playing younger, like, Padawan Ahsoka. So the flashbacks with Hayden Christensen will be as Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka. Right. I hope they use some of that de-aging on him. They might. They might. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, but so this is going to be some Clone Wars era stuff. Yeah. Some yeah. Clone Wars era flashbacks, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka is shaped, shaped up to be Dave Filoni going, no, I, I really just want to do Clone Wars and Rebels live action. Can I do that? And Disney went, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, because you're getting Sabrine, Ezra, Hera. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Ezra is in it, so we get Ezra back. Um, the thing that I haven't confirmed yet is whether or not Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Harrison Dula. That was the only one of the only ones that I could see as being like consistently being mentioned. She's in the cast list, but they've never said who she's playing. Her playing Hera makes sense, yeah, but they have never really said that. The other one is still that. It's still rumored, and I would love this for to be true, but Grand Admiral Thrawn would be played by Lars Mikkelsen, who plays him yeah. in Rebels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yes, he is related to Mads. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that not yeah. too long ago. Um, fuck, I want that to happen so bad. <laughs> yeah, I keep wondering, because like Star Wars, Disney's not done making more Star Wars. No. And they're, they're going to have to move the story forward, but not part of the Skywalker saga. Great. Um, yeah, great. I feel like the way they can go is they go High Republic, so they go like a thousand years before Battle of Yavin. Mm-hmm. So you got that. Um, well, Solo didn't do well, so I'm not going to get it, but I would really love like an Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. type heist movie with, but Star Wars. I might get another solo film. I want Lando's Eleven. I yeah. Mean, that's basically what I want. I, I still think we're going to get get that. Yeah, I, I, I think, think so too. fully off the books. I think they're like, eh, it wasn't quite right yet. Well, that right was when we there was different. a new Star Wars movie every year. Like, even I was like, I... Yep, because I they thought go... that was the way to go, but then they started making the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder, like... I, I always prefer a TV show over a movie just because they like you get to go mm-hmm. much more in-depth. You get yeah. way more, you know, bang for your buck. I mean, I like both for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this grandeur and spectacle that only a movie can provide. But the way, the way shows are produced nowadays, I think they're comparably grand and that you get, to, you get to just go so much deeper into the characters and the storyline. And I, I feel when you are dealing with. Things like Star Wars, Marvel, Star Trek. Um, fuck, what other giant things are out there? Um, anyway, like they 
they benefit from having both. Yeah. Trick. Like you have, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. Like you, you have your big movies, you have the things that are finite stories, mm -hmm. but you get to fill in the gaps with I think, all these other TV I shows. think initially, I'm trying to remember, <clears throat> I want to say when Ron Howard first got attached to Dark Tower, that was the plan, mm -hmm. was like a series, a movie, which wrapped up that season, and then like two more seasons, another movie, like they were all one, maybe it was Dark Tower, I don't remember which one it was. Um, yeah, I'm the thing I run into with all of these shows, like the Mandalorian, Puck Boa Fett, Ahsoka, all of them mm -hmm. is like the same thing I ran into in the prequels in that depending. And I think the new shows have a better chance of like skirting this issue. I never, one of the biggest mistakes the prequels make is they try to put Anakin and Obi-Wan in some form of peril when you know they have story immunity. Mm. Mm -hmm. At least until the end of the third film, what they, one of them, yeah, they have story immunity. Um, so, like, during, like, the car chasing and attack of the clones, I never once, like, oh, or how are Anakin and Obi-Wan going to get out of this? I'm like, sure, eh, they're gonna. Versus <clears throat> the their fights in um, Obi-Wan, or in Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we still know how that turns out, but yeah. those felt like something that you could be a lot more emotionally connected they to. They were more emotional they fights. felt like peril. It's, like, it's a really challenging way of storytelling is how to make sure that the <clears throat> audience is invested yeah. and gets like anxious about the outcome, even though intellectually they know so that, that, they're going to live. They're in those other yeah, movies that I've already setting seen. setting Kenobi on fire in their first meetup since the prequels. And then that whole, we're going to throw up most of this planet at one another. Yeah. It's like, those so I guess, were fucking fights. Yes. I guess that's what I mean with shows like The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Because we know that in another 15 years, because these are all roughly five years after Jedi or whatever, right. that in another 15 years, we're going to get The Force Awakens. And, like, not a single one of them mentions, like, Mandalore or if the Jedi are allergic. Like, and, like, no one talks about the Jedi. So it's like... How do they explain that what happens in all these shows is never once ever referenced like again? Unless it's going to be almost a form of parallel storytelling where the shit they're doing with like potentially Thrawn, he's going to be the next like focus sure. of whatever the next new Star Wars trilogies or whatever are going to be. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I land on all that like i still enjoy it all but i'm like ultimately and like where does it mean where does it go I, what, what does it matter i feel like this is one of those things that last jedi did well and laid groundwork for you are only seeing one part of the story yeah uh, and that is the casino scene in last jedi mm -hmm. um which I defend this scene all the goddamn time because people are like, it's useless, it's stupid, why did he even go there? It doesn't further the plot, it doesn't do this. I'm like, it was designed to show you that people, A, profit from war, sure. regardless on of both who sides. on both sides, and two, there's an entire section, like, the war is going on, 
And there are drastic swaths of people who are directly unaffected by it. Mm -hmm. Like they are not on the front lines. It is, it's an intellectual concept to them that, oh yeah, the bad guys and the good guys are fighting, but we don't really know anything about that. I've got to shovel shit or serve yeah. drinks to rich people and the rich people don't care. Because they're not affected right. either. Right. Like, so I, I think that was one of the things that I love about that scene is like, of course, we keep seeing only this one part. Mm -hmm. So there is still the nebulous, okay, so why don't they mention that? What what don't we know? Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part that they're going to have going forward is getting the Star Wars public. I don't mean like the fans, but like the general public that enjoys watching Star Wars and it comes out in the theater or what have you. Yeah, the general public. Um, like, yeah, Kevin, that's a completely different thing, though. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that whole part. Mm -hmm. um, how are you going to get that general public interested in the Star Wars that doesn't revolve around a Skywalker, Rebels, and Imperials? Because the, sure. the resistance in the First Order was the same damn thing. I still don't understand why it couldn't be... I, I never bought the whole, like, Leia's like, hey, there's still problems out there. And they're like, we're not going to believe you, even though you spent the last 40 years fighting. Right. And then we elected you as a fucking senator and then as a president. But we're not going to believe you. She's like, well, I'm going to start my own little army. And they're like, okay, warmonger. Like, okay. That, yeah, that's, that's not stupid. going to happen. Um, they're going to go, no, Leia said this. We're following. We're, we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. that yeah. That's difficult to defend against. I do think that, uh, like, I consider my sister to be part, and her family, mm -hmm. they're part of the, they're the general public who watches Star Wars. Yeah. They're not, like, if my sister has any um, trivia knowledge about Star Wars in her head, it's because she paid attention to me for five minutes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Growing up and had to listen to me. And it, it summarily went, <laughs> yeah afterwards yeah um she's geeky she has her own things but that like i i think they are still finding interest like they still are watching book of boba fett they're watching the mandalorian it's like yeah this is great like i don't care there's a skywalker in it i don't care it's just more star wars sure so i think there is a large portion of the general populace that's just invested in the universe mm -hmm. and don't care if Skywalker's not in there. Okay. I'll so I I agree with that. I, yeah. I don't think that the Skywalkers were the most I'll say interesting, not important uh part of any of the earlier films. Sure. Well, I don't mean just Skywalker in general, but just that whole core of those movies. Right. Um, Especially because, you know, all the stuff about like the the Jedi versus the um, the Sith and all that. Th those that's sort of a section that was like really inspired by other sci-fi stories from a different era, mm -hmm. and yeah. and that's not the same type of storytelling that is more commonplace and appreciated now, and so. I think that's why these other series are doing so well, even though they're not relying heavily on Jedi's and Empire and 
because there's, yeah. there's a lot more other there's a lot of other really interesting stuff to do right. in sci-fi besides and space wizards yeah i'd say i'm okay if star wars doesn't have some space wizards for a while it's probably one of the reasons why i like andor so much mm. one mm. of the many reasons why i like andor I so much i need so to watch good. it again so good it was it was dense it was um good. how do we get on to the star wars because we started Mandalorian with season three is coming. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Which does still have a lot of space wizardry. Yeah. I, it's going to have it, yeah. But it's but it's not, that's not the main point yeah. of the Mandalorian. And right. I was also, I wanted to talk about the Ahsoka casting. Right, yeah. Hoping. So the weird thing that I then hyper fixated on <laughs> is that one of the, the leads that I read about, um, looking up a uh, casting for that and reading about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I'm like, I, I need to find out whether or not she's playing Harrison Dula. Um, one of the news link came up with about Ewan McGregor. It's like, I didn't ask anything about Kenobi. It's like, and the blurb is like, well, yes, yeah, um, as she's my partner, she was asking me about this and uh, I was giving her some advice about, you know, what to do in star Wars. And I'm like, back the fuck up. What do you mean partner? Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan McGregor got married last year. What? Yes. Yeah. They have been together for five fucking years. Yeah. Going on six. Did not know this. Hit me completely out of the blue. Um, yeah, they married last April, I think. And I'm like, Speaking of things happening very quietly. Huh, I read the entire timeline of, of how they came to be and just kind of sat there going, What? How did they meet in uh, They 27- met on a movie together? Fargo, 2017. Yeah. They met on Fargo. They were both married. The show then, not the movie. Yeah, the show. They were married to other people. Those marriages came to an end naturally on their own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although I think something sparked between them on Fargo. Sure. Um, they started dating not long after both of their marriages were done. Uh, yeah. And have just been, you know, very quietly dating in the background. Look at you go, Ramona. Mm. And, uh, like, to the degree that, like, I'm reading this and had to be reminded, oh, right, Ewan McGregor is in Birds of Prey. I fucking forgot that. Yeah. I he's love him Black Mask. Oh, he's the, but he's you're villain. right. I love him in that. It, he's great. I love him. He's so good. But I'm like, the character's repulsive. And Man, I completely forgot that. I forget nothing about Birds of Prey. I unabashedly love that movie so much. And it yes. gets so much hate. And I'm like, you're all wrong. They, they are. You're that just wrong. That movie is fantastic. Um, yeah, you're reading the, the same one I I figured like, it was the same huh, one. Look at this timeline. I fast-forwarded to well, Hopefully Birds this Prey. helps Mary Elizabeth Winstead, because she still hasn't had that big breakout hit that can make her kind of explode. Do, I mean, term, I don't know that she's been always, trying to explode. Yeah, I always she's, wonder she's if... She's had steady yeah, she work. Has, she, tried, she had that Netflix action movie that was clearly meant to be a starting action vehicle for her. What? Oh, yeah, I heard that was bad. It's very bad. Yeah. This was unfortunate. Um, and slightly racist. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, whose fault is that? But she's always in movies that, like, Student. either get... That are, like, usually, almost always, as a rule, critically acclaimed, but never do that well. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is great. It's a great movie. But if she wants some kind of action and shit, it's not there. Um, Scott Program versus the World didn't light the world on fire. Nope, but it is. For various reasons. It's a cult favorite. It is a cult favorite. Yeah, but 
back on Netflix. I, I need to watch it again. But, oh, I forgot she was in The Thing. Oh, she's great in that. Also a great movie. Really? The prequel to The Thing? Yeah. It ends the same way The Thing ends? Yeah, I love it. So it's just, yeah. It it ends. Are you, are you being to, an old man about that? It ends. <laughs> I don't get the point. The to, ending of to, The Thing the prequel to, yeah. is set up to feed directly into the yeah. original The Thing. Yeah. So it's, if you're annoyed that the thing prequel ends the same way that the original Carpenter thing ends, that's the fault of that's the fault of John Carpenter then. Because no, no, okay. that's not what I meant. I meant was like when I because I watched the new version, the new the thing, and I was like, all right, so the Norwegian scientists have found a spaceship. Mm-hmm. They've let out the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing's gonna do what the thing does. Uh-huh. So they're all gonna get paranoid. Uh huh. I'm just gonna go watch the thing. <laughs> but it's 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 the story of what the fuck happened to those those. We know Swedes. what happens. Yeah, now uh, you, you have a the, general idea, you but you, you didn't enjoy thing. watching. What? You're wrong. You're just wrong. I... It is okay. Like... So the Norwegians find a crashed ship, mm-hmm. and they warm up part of it, and that lets the thing out. And yeah. then the thing begins to copy the scientists, and they all get paranoid and don't trust each yeah. other. And then spoilers. It ends up in the dog, and the dog gets away, and that's when Russell, Kurt Russell, finds okay. it. Okay. They they line up perfectly. They are meant to be together like that. It just sure. I haven't watched it. You should watch it. Okay. The new thing movie feels very much like. How can we make a quick eighty million dollars? I know. Let's just reshoot the thing, but have it end with the dog and the helicopter going to McMurdo. Mm-hmm. That's how the that's how but, the Carpenter version starts. So that's how it has to end. What I'm saying is that, like, what was the point of that movie? And I guess, like all movies, in the end, the point is to make money. You may have an artistic statement you wish to make. I I feel that there is, and this is much the same thing about uh, the various Star Wars that are out, the various <laughs> Star Treks that are out. They are different gateways to get people into the same fandom. Okay. Yeah, that's true. What if what if a young person has never seen John Carpenter's The Thing, but they watch this new one and they're like, "That was great. That was a lot of fun. Maybe I should watch the other one." And when and they now, watch the other one, they'll be like, they're... "Well, this one's just a rip off of the one I just saw." And you're like, "No." Look, I saw it, and I just remember thinking, like, "I've seen this one." I could have saved twenty bucks and just stayed home and watched my Blu-ray of The Thing. And gotten drunk while watching. You it. know what? And that's why Mary Elizabeth Winstead isn't a bigger star because of opinions like yours. <laughs> no, because I just spent like I just like defended Birds of Prey, which everyone <laughs> apparently loathes. And you're dumb for thinking it's a good movie. Who who are these people that think it's a dumb movie? Is it the same Chads that uh, defend uh, everything that Snyder has ever done? Who no, I don't engage to be with Russian them. I don't engage with them at all. Like I, I, I am starting to believe that these are not real people. The them. There's the, a lot of bots for sure. Yeah, they are not real people, and if they are, they are a tiny minority. Norm just mentioned that he's right. Ian McGregor has one of the best. Oh fuck! Yells ever in Birds of Prey. We realizes that the. The fucking the uh the hand grenade has been slipped onto him, and he just goes, "Oh fuck!" and he blows up. Yeah, 
the um Rotten Tomatoes has Birds oh of God. Prey at seventy nine percent. That's shocking. That's actually that's a really good I, score, right? Okay. Don't don't they hate everything? No, not really. It all depends if they get um, review bombed. Which usually they do review, a lot. review bombing is meant to make something turn out poorly, though, right? Yeah. Yes, but Birds of Prey was review bombed when it first came out. It was. Yeah. That was not its original score. No. It's one of the ones that has done better. Is that good? I don't think so. I have no idea. But I also I don't, up the box office. I also don't believe box office numbers. I don't understand box. Well, that office doesn't numbers. count ever. I mean, that's not box office numbers are never a mark of quality. Otherwise, the Transformers movies wouldn't be. <laughs> so here's the I thing with saying. box office numbers too: is if your movie makes um, five hundred million dollars in its opening weekend, um, depending on what the studio wants out of it, they will say whether or not that was a great opening or that was a lousy opening well i mean it does tie into the movie cost 250 million dollars to make and it made 500 million dollars in its opening weekend that's great but they also may turn around and go oh yeah that was that was not what we were hoping for most blockbusters whatever their budget was for making it you can almost double that for what they spent on marketing yep that's why a movie needs to make three times its box office to be considered but there's always it's like how I think it's like New Line or whoever else co-produced Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like it took Peter Jackson years to get paid because they're mm-hmm. like, it hasn't made any money. They're like, fuck off. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has. Um, however, in, in your defense, uh, The Thing, the 2011 th- The Thing has a 34% rating. So <laughs> happy now? You know what? Just go find the Blu-ray of the John Carpenter thing and then just watch it in Norwegian. I mean, I, I think I have a copy. I can just loan it. That's right. I have, I have both copies. Thank you very much. Like they're, on IMDb, I'm still looking. Great. Birds of Prey is given a 6.0 stars, but fucking Live Free or Die Harder at 7.1. That's oh, what, a trash movie. Whatever. Live Free or Die Harder is garbage. It's I, garbage. I saw that I did in not. I, I knew I did not need to do that at all. It. It it's is such bad. a waste of both Timothy Oliphant and Maggie Q. And, and Justin Long. Yes, but <laughs> those two particularly is like, there are villains. It's like, yeah, I've seen both of them act. You went, can you do this but more two-dimensional? Yeah. Could you twirl a mustache? I don't have a mustache. Could you pretend to twirl your mustache? Also, no one wants to watch a PG-13 diehard. Uh, no one. Norm, I think that you've gone too far. Like I, I will, I will like accept that Aaron Duran thinks the 2011 thing is not good, like patently not good. But to say that it retroactively hurts the John Carpenter version no, is never, that's just mean. I never that, subscribe to any of that. You can't retroactively hurt a movie that's been around for 40 years and is again a cult classic. That is also where you start getting into the mentality of. Well, this ruins the thing that I love because they've remade it. It's like, no. this has nothing to do with it. You ruined my childhood. No, yeah, it doesn't ruin it. Now, I, sometimes I will watch a movie and think like, boy, did they fuck this up in the sequel or prequel. But I just I won't watch it. Yeah. And and as for ruining your childhood, I will I will purposefully go out and discover time travel 
so I can actually ruin some people's childhood. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I have a Mexican mother. I will hit you so hard it hurts your childhood. Mm, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that's like, you know, gamers saying that the open game license is ruining their hobby. Uh, How? <laughs> I, I mean, get there may be some shady business things. You could just buy the fucking book and do it's do not whatever like, you want and That's do your own homebrew setting it's not like Harold's gonna show up and beat your ass in fact kids when i put on my old man hat there was a time that you already could do homebrew settings it's just saying like and if you're mad about D D, play something else we have actually here I saw Guardian your Pathfinder is. section has been mutilated. Like, it is drained. Oh, wow. It is, and it has been light as it is, because uh, no one has been beating down a path to Pathfinder in the no, past couple of years. because you need a slide rule, even second. It's a crunchy, crunchy fucking system. It's, a, it's the RPG for nerds. It's not Traveler, but it's getting there. For, for those who don't know, Pathfinder was created... Because D&D went from 3.5 to 4. It pissed off a bunch of nerds. They went, no, we hate it. Set it on fire. And went, fine, we're just going to keep playing 3.5. But we're going to call it something else. (laughs) And it's called Pathfinder. Pathfinder is D&D 3.5. But their second edition is now a weird new version of it. Yeah, that was the thing that lost some Pathfinder players. It's like, we're going to do a new... Second edition, which fixes these things, is like, no, we we specifically wanted you to do this because we don't want you to ever change. We've also spent a fuck ton of money. Yeah. On all, like, and I said, no, like, well, Paizo offers up all his PDFs, and I've gone through World War II. I get it. But as a rule, gamers don't want PDFs. No. They want books. They do. They, they do just want, want books. books. They want them there. It is nice to have a PDF as a backup so yep. you can have searchable items yep. and it's ready on your computer. We want fucking books. Yeah, I think literally the main reason I have a D&D Beyond subscription is so I can like quickly search for a spell or a rule and it pops. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Instead of flipping, oh, what books is it in? What pages is it in? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. way past the age of having the player's handbook and the DMG memorized. That's a young gamer's game. <sighs> Who the hell does that? That's uh, I, I did in second edition. Young, yes. young yeah. Yeah. Yep. When nothing else was in my head. Yep. But... Like, there are so many RPGs out there. There's so, so many. many. Um, oh, I was um, I was unpacking my garage this weekend, and I found my uh, my little bin of uh, the Star Wars game. The ship, the, what was it called? Star Trek game, Attack Wing. Yeah, Star Trek, Star sorry, Trek yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I got a little nostalgic there. Uh, Speaking I, of other games. I still have more stuff we can still play. I still got my stuff. We've already got a game. We do I only have so game. much time for games. Yeah, until I start getting paid to run games, I'm I'm game to I'm tapped. Yeah, sure, that's fair. Um, uh, I nope. I had a thought. It's gone. What? Oh, about the OGL thing? Probably. I. I look. I read the one that got released. It was a really shitty. Also, on one level, I'm still amazed the OGL even fucking happened way back in the day. Like, sure, that's amazing. Because that would be like Microsoft opening up their code for anyone to then design their own operating system for. Which they should do. I know. That's, but then you get Linux people. Oh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, they, they won't do that. That's why there's Linux. Yeah. 
Um, Linux is the Pathfinder. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, because you have to pay for Pathfinder still. Linux is totally open source and free to use. I yeah, but you got to be a super nerd. You got to be able to play Traveler to understand Linux. <laughs> I always rip on Traveler because it's a needlessly convoluted system where you, you can, can die. die in character creation yep. in Traveler. There is no fucking point to that. Yeah. How is that appealing? Like, who wants that? Oh, uh, the people that are into Traveler are really into Traveler. You know who yes, loves Traveler? Are. Engineers and Rush fans. Okay. Yeah, that, that scans. That absolutely scans. Moving on. That Venn diagram is a circle, my yeah. friend. Yes, it is. Uh, no shade on you, Keith Norton, but I know you love the Traveler system. 100%. I uh -huh. know you do. Shout out to a real one. That's right. <laughs> um, look, and really, there's only one system that really deserves the hatred and ire of the entire gaming community, and yeah. that would be GURPS. Yes. The generally unplayable role-playing system. GURPS? GURPS is awful. It, it stands for Generalized Universal Role-Playing role Game. Yeah. There was a time that GURPS got the license to every other game you could ever think of. And a lot of fantasy settings. And even like weird settings like David Gerald's War Against the Couture yeah. got a GURPS setting book. There was GURPS Vampire the Masquerade. Like Here's my... It's bad. So bad. Here's my issue with GURPS. This is the opinion of Cable Hashitani. That it's a Steve Jackson? As a person. Oh. Uh, that in no way, shape, or form reflects on Guardian Games, Burke Retail, or any of its subsidiaries. Yes. <laughs> um, Steve Jackson, it's a Steve Jackson game, and Steve Jackson is a piece of shit. Oh, I don't know that part. Steve, okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to do this, and then I motherfucking want to talk about your book. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Steve Jackson Games makes Munchkin. They make GURPS. They they make a lot of games. They make mm -hmm. the Illuminati. Yeah. He very famously had a, a tip with the FBI that he won. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's also a fucking homophobe. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know any of that. So there is a volunteer system called Men in Black. If you are part of Steve Jackson's Men in Black, that means that you get games from Steve Jackson, you get information. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to go out in the community and teach people Steve Jackson games. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great thing. That's a cool it's idea. It's an ambassador program. Yeah. Um, the ambassadors for the Portland metro area um, were summarily dismissed for no particular reason given. However, I happen to know these people. I am also not naming names, obviously. Mm -hmm. They are a husband and wife that also have a girlfriend. Fine. We, like... This is Portland. Philander like, that's, oh. that's one third of the, the country. I I assumed he meant like in the you know, the inappropriate way. Not, oh no, not this the is, Portland way. Gotcha, this is gotcha, the Portland gotcha. way. They're they're one hundred percent poly. It's cool. They were let go because Steve Jackson Games found out about this. And they are very much no no, marriage isn't between a man and a woman. It's like, oh you're so you're that kind of motherfucker. Mm. Cool. 
I want nothing to do with Steve Jackson games. The day that we get told that we don't have to carry them anymore, I'm going to jump for joy and burn everything. How well does it sell anymore? Munchkin? Yeah, it still still sells. Wow. Because people play it once and they're like, oh, this was really fun. I'm like, cool. Steve Jackson is a piece of shit. Look, the first few times you play Munchkin, it is fun because it's chaotic and wacky, but eventually you're like, this game doesn't really The second time you play Munchkin, you're like, oh, wait a minute. And the third time you play Munchkin, you're like, I'm out. I've definitely played Munchkin at least twice, and I do not give a shit. See? Yeah, that's where you are. Um, Okay, before we jump to my stuff, there is one more role-playing game that also, like, rules-wise, is ridiculous. But it's so batshit crazy bonkers and lets you do whatever you want. I'll give it a pass. And that would be Rifts by Palladium. Rifts is is like, what, you want to play a mech? Yes, I do. Yep, great. What do you want to play? A Ninja Turtle? Fantastic. You, what do you want to play? A cybernetic transdimensional dragon. Awesome. Rips Rips is like, fuck it! Yeah, Rips doesn't exist anymore, though. Oh, shit. Rips was bought by Savage Worlds. So Savage Worlds owns Rips. Rips now exists in the Savage Worlds system. That means even more settings can show up in Rips. Yeah. Deadlands. All right. We also don't carry Savage Worlds because it's suddenly become hard to get. That may change now that uh, D&D is... Look, they're going to fix the OGL. Uh, They've already backtracked it. They've already backtracked it. I will give... Like, there's a degree where I will defend Wizards of the Coast because they leaked this shit unofficially so that people would know this was happening. Uh, I lay the majority of the blame of this at the feet of Hasbro. Hasbro is a piece of shit. Yeah, and the wizard CEO comes from the non-role-playing world. Yep. Traditional capitalist world. Yep. And I think I said this one time. By definition, role-playing games cannot be exploited. They don't work under late-stage capitalism. No, because as a rule, it is an analog form of entertainment that takes place in people's private homes. The the organized online play you see and that kind of stuff, that is a niche within a niche of this market. Right. And for, for, for many, many years, there wasn't a quote-unquote market. Yeah, so you can't, you can't use the modern trope, you know, trappings of capitalism and apply it to role-playing games because, quite frankly, like once you have the main books, you don't need anyone else. If you really yeah. boil it down to its core, you do it because you like it. But once you drop that 150 bucks for the three core books, yep. like you can be done. Yep. That's that's how that's it used it. to be for a long time, right? Yeah. After that, it's just pen, paper, and a couple dice. The, the game that dice. we're playing together, mm-hmm. like we have the core book. That's it's, it. It's now defunct. That Still doesn't playing. stop us from playing. Mm-hmm. We that, just do whatever we want. We do whatever yeah. you decide I, to make up in your mind and when, with your imagination. When time allows, I'll still play the old West End games of Star Wars. I love it. Yep. It's a cool set. It was a cool rule set. All that. That may be what finally gets Hasbro into hot water, by the way. Star Wars? No, actually, Marvel. The original Marvel superheroes. Uh-huh. The TSR one? Yeah. Yeah. Which was based on Dungeons & Dragons. Was it? it in that... Because that was owned under that OGL wording, that means they could Hasbro could say, "Oh, that means we own Marvel. We we own this Marvel superhero." Oh, they got to take on the mouse. That's the thing that they aren't aware of. That it's like 
Hasbro money can outlast m almost every independent RPG company out there. Mm -hmm. They do not have Disney money. And if they go after Fight Marvel, Disney. Disney will fucking buy Hasbro and end this. Which I also don't want to happen. I don't think it's a good idea. No. I don't I do. want Disney to own Magic and Dungeons and Dragons. Fuck that. I don't want Hasbro to own them. Oh, but you could get a... Imagine the theme park. I can imagine the theme park. <laughs> imagine the Monopoly. But I also don't want to imagine that that's where I have much. to work. It's too much. You know what? Because that's going to be the only jobs available. Mm. I guess I'm getting old enough now. Whatever. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Give me my bread and circuses. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I, yeah, I, I I understand where we're all reaching our own inner George Carlin. Yeah. About nope, <laughs> fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. I no longer have any. Does skin that mean in the there's game. actually going to be a D and D roller coaster? Ah, fantastic. <laughs> Fucking a man. Oh, uh, a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride style oh! D and D ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, planeswalkers roaming the park. Oh my! See, see? Oh no! That's what I'm telling you, what man. What do I do? You're not anti-selling yeah, this. Oh. Yeah, you're not. You're not helping. I'm not helping. You could have breakfast with breakfast with Urza. You know, that's fucking dope. Elminster Story Hour. Ravenloft oh, themed Tower of Terror. Oh, from your oh, from your no. from your oh, lips to the no. Lady of Pain's spiky ears. Mm. They would have to create a different part. Even the Tower of Terror, I just need a haunted mansion, Castle Ravenloft. No, they, 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 that would be great. They would is just this tower actually part, stretching? Which is all of like, it, it would be you know Candlekeep. It would be they would have the yawning portal. <laughs> that would well, the yawning portal would be the dead center. It would be Sleeping oh, Beauty's Castle no. of Disneyland. No, and instead no, of no, like no, adventures, no. Of, adventure you got you have Ravenloft, you have Forgotten Realms, you have Dragonlance. Yeah. I'm gonna feel real bad if if I just if I Beetlejuice this into existence. <laughs> I'm really sorry, D and D fans. Just imagine <laughs> like the five-headed Tiamat churros you could get: <laughs> strawberry, blueberry, vanilla, chocolate, uh, and lime because the green head, right? Green I was, apple. I was gonna go with green apple. Green apple. Yeah. Can you guys vamp while I come right back? Five-headed churro. Oh. oh, and you know they would sell it like in a collectible bucket, and each churro would have a little plastic dragon head that you had to take off. Oh, no. So that when you were done, oh, you could wear Tiamat's body on your hand, and, yeah. her, and her, on your yeah. fingers are like, ah, I'm Tiamat. See, this is exactly what Disney would need to combat the wizarding world of Universal Studios. Do, they, do you feel oh. like they need to fight them? I feel that there is always an undercurrent yeah. of war between the the amusement parks. Okay. Not so much Universal, but the Wizarding World. Like Harry Potter that is Warner Brothers' eight hundred pound gorilla. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, the Wizarding World is part like it is part of Universal. It is part of Universal. Go, go, do your thing. Well, bam, 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 bam. You were saying. Um, yeah, if you were to do that sort of thing. Yeah, the the end result of Disney, if if Hasbro does this and Disney goes, fuck you, no, you're not. Um, be, like I said, Hasbro lawyers can go toe to toe with just about anybody. With all of the independent, the only way that 
um, all other RPGs win that lawsuit is class action. Mm-hmm. They have to class action lawsuit. I was thinking Hasbro. that exact because we talked about this on Thursday. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, there's always class action. Um, but if they don't and they try to do it individually, that'll um, never that doesn't work, work. out. Mm-hmm. As always, games are always better when they're collaborative. Play with each other because that's how you <laughs> defeat the BBEG. Um, Hasbro is the BBEG here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, if they loop the old Marvel superheroes into that and try to fuck with Disney, Disney has every every resource to just go, yeah, no. Yeah, unlimited resources. Yeah, they wouldn't have to sue. They could just buy Hasbro. And if they bought Hasbro, that would give them a lot. Way too much. Well, let's take a quick break and then come back for reels. Yeah, that would be fine. That's right. We are going to actually take a break this time. Uh, first up, big old thanks to Rev Nat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. They are one of the best ciders you can have, and they have been a longtime sponsor and supporter of Geek in the City Radio. If you've ever ordered from, like, delivery from Rev Nat, you're on the mailing list, and, uh, <laughs> There's a, you just said another thing about um, new input on labels, because we've all joked about the most recent RevNats labels, and sometimes they're a little weird. Uh, so yeah, you can give your input on how you want RevNat cider to look going down the road, or you don't care, just drink it. That's fine too. Uh, regardless, uh, huge thanks to RevNat of RevNats Hard Cider for being a longtime supporter, and hopefully we'll keep doing more projects together. Just like how we've got some projects in the making at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Guardian Games, uh, if you're a little like confused about what's going on with Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro and the open game license, um, the, folks at Wizards of the, uh, the folks at Guardian Games can answer some of those questions, but like they're probably also getting tired of it. Um, <laughs> but if you're confused about what all that means, you can go down there. Or maybe you're like, I'm done with WotC. Okay, that's great. There's so many other role-playing games out there. Pick them up instead. And you can find all of them at Guardian Games. You can find a lot of local creators and their role-playing games. Um, And they're not all like a $50 hardback investment. There are some really cool, they almost look like zines, with some really interesting mechanics and styles of play and suggestions of community play. And that all can be found at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street, in Portland, Oregon. Hey, who didn't mute his phone? And then uh, finally, reminder, we are only a week away from Season of the Bruja hitting every shelf that sells books. Uh, it's on Wednesday, January 25th. I would be greatly honored if you snagged a copy and maybe took a picture with it and sent it in just to be like, hey, look at us. If you're in the Portland area, I would absolutely love to see you on Saturday, January 28th from 3 to 5 p.m. at Books with Pictures where I will be signing copies of Season of the Bruja Volume 1. Um, I know this sounds like super egotistical, but don't wait on it. Um, issues sold out almost everywhere for like every every issue. Almost every shop sold out of them. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't want to miss your first run of Volume 1. It'd make you sad. And it would make me sad. It would make Sarah sad. Uh, so yeah, you don't want to do any of that. Anyway... Uh, the book comes out Wednesday, January 25th at every book and comic book shop. And then the live signing on Saturday, January 28th 
at Books with Pictures on Southeast Division from 3 to 5 p.m. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. I, I like how we, yeah. Magic of editing. This is, it, it's funny when we're like, uh, what are we going to talk about? And then that turns into an hour and a half of, so what are we talking about? <laughs> Trying to get to the one thing we get thought we would do. Get in line now for Mordenkainen's Magical Mountain. So I have a book coming out in like a week. You do. Yes, you do. It's it, it's not it's not a new book. It is the five issues that you have previously put out. Yes. Now in one book form. In one collected trade paperback format. Format. <clears throat> yeah, Season the Bruja, Volume One, lands. Wednesday, January 25th. So by the time most people listen to the show, yeah, in a week. Okay. You said paperback form? Yeah, yeah, paperback. Okay. Uh, paperback. I do have another cool announcement, though. Okay. Uh, I knew this has been coming for a long time, and I know you both of you have known. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right around issue one, we had already sold the Spanish language rights for Europe and most Spanish-speaking countries. Okay. Uh, Osteberry is a publisher in Spain that bought the rights to it. So they're not doing single issues. They're doing a collected book, but it's going to be like a real pretty larger format matte finish hardcover because that's how they do their books. I I love matte. So it's going to be very, very sexy. I do believe it's also getting a dusk jacket. Mm, I think. Classy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Next Wednesday, the issue drops, and then that following Saturday... Uh, January 28th from 3 to 5, I will be at Books with Pictures doing a signing. Yay! Yeah! That's excellent. So, yeah, it's been it's been a long road. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it has been since, like, this was initially pitched in, like, 2018. Oof. God, that long? October 2018 was when Shauna Gore and I took the pitch to then Lion Forge. Right. Um, um was it Lion Forge, not Oni? It was Lion Forge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this God, book has survived so, so many things. Um, Lion Forge and Oni then merged. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. That much I yeah. am quite clear on. Um, when did the first issue drop? I don't even remember if this it was is. March of this of last year. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, March. So at least there's that, like less than 12 months to go from first issue to your first trade. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a pretty quick turnaround. Um, and in fact, initially, Volume 1 was supposed to come out in December. Um, but for because of supply chain issues and other other things, it couldn't come out in December, which is probably for the best, because December traditionally is a bad month for trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't do well. You'd think like, but Christmas. No. Sure. Interesting. They don't do well. I feel like that's the time I'm most likely to buy a trade so I can make it a nice gift for someone. Yeah, no, but sure. Shows but what I know. The, the percentage of people that understand that are about as on par with grandparents trying to buy Pokemon cards for their grandchildren <laughs> and just buy a gift certificate because they don't know. It's easier. Sure, yeah. sure. It's like, I don't want to get the wrong thing. I'm just going to give them money. Um, yeah, and then I found out a couple days ago that Season of Bruja made one of Powell's uh, picks for January, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, it's the it's like the little book that like just keeps going, kind of thing. Little the little the little witch that could. <laughs> um, 
because like I've mentioned it a little bit and I probably, some people might be sick of it. Like this book had almost everything thrown at it to like knock it off course. Mm-hmm. Like it had corporate buyouts and mergers and a pandemic and a mass firing. Um, and then more corporate shenanigans and like just kept going. It just kept going. Like, so when a lot of other books kind of got taken down, um, yeah. Season of the Bruja kept going. And, and I keep calling it volume one for the power of positive thinking. Yes. You manifest that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the book's going to have some extras. We didn't have to really do a lot of times in the trades is when they'll clean up a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have any of that. There was a couple of things that certain that some folks felt might've been inappropriate, but I like defended my case. And then I finally had it like, also it's my book. <laughs> if this part offends people, they can yell at me. That's fine. And I'll answer why I kept it in. I mean, I, su- I suppose that's that's probably how it should be, right? Like, yeah. it's one thing for the publisher to be like, mm, well, people might have a problem with this. But at the end of the day, it's it's your book that you wrote. And if yeah. you are willing to bear the brunt of any backlash, um, it's, you know, the, the words written inside of this comic book are strictly the opinions of one Aaron Duran, yeah, not basically. the publisher. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's not really a bad thing. I think it was somebody like really overthinking. I'm like, you're really overthinking this too much. Mm-hmm. Can, um, can you give us the specific? I can, I'll say to you off camera. Okay. Yeah, fine. I'll tell you guys that. Um, it is dumb. I'll tell you that. If I if it's what I think it is, because I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. It's so it's it's some nonsense. Great. It's, it's some... a, never mind. Yeah. Again, oh, off mic. I'll say it. <laughs> off mic. But like a lot of times, if like something was wrong in terms of like text or balloon placement, you'll fix it in the trade. Sure. And it hasn't really needed that. Um, the trade's going to show like all the different covers, um, including uh, the David Aja cover, which we finally got to show uh, like last week, mm-hmm. that gorgeous cover he drew for us. Nice. Um, yeah. And all of these got, things are available on your social media. So if, yeah, yeah. If, if just, you haven't seen them, if you haven't seen them, like they're all over it. Like I'm like just going like crazy on here. Um, there are a few extras that I have not mentioned at all on social media. There's a little, there's a fun little thing in the back that I'm really happy I got to include. Cool. Um, but I, which now I'm also realizing that I might be making a habit of it because I got to do something similar in Lazarus. I was just gonna uh-huh. say. Um, so I might be started to get known as that person, which that's fine. I think that's funny. Everyone, you know, gets to have their little shtick. Uh, if Greg Pak can put out an entire cookbook, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Bex, uh, did you get any say in anything change, anything extra? Um, there's some extra stuff. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. was going to get changed, but um, I would have had final say. I mean, I guess editorial could have stepped in and be like, no, you're fucking wrong here <laughs> but um i myself and sarah we're gonna have like final say uh yeah there were some yeah there were some things where sarah's like i'm not redrawing that <laughs> nice uh and i was like yeah i'm not gonna ask you to that was always i always felt like that was kind of partially my job as the writer also was in certain things like run blocking for sarah because mm-hmm. Our jobs are equally hard, but hers is way more time consuming. And the last thing I felt like she needed to deal with was like the minutia of little things. I'm like, if it's something that Sarah needs to know about, like I'll let her know. But there are a lot of times there would be email exchanges where someone would be like, well, Sarah could just redraw this panel. I'm like, no, 
She's not. Like, there's nothing wrong with the panel. It's mm-hmm. fine. Everything works. You just are uncomfortable with the total animal. I'm not going to ask Sarah to change her. Well, uncomfortable with what exactly? Again, it will be an it'll be an off mic thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, and I feel like, like in being like vague, like there was like some like nasty ass scene in my little book about a 19 year old witch. Like, no, there's not. You know, it's just someone like being like, it's super doing, specific. It's someone doing their job. Yes. And and they have to do their job, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It, it doesn't mean they're right. It just right. means. That but yeah, Bex, there is there is a. There's a fun extra in there that I'm super excited about. And then there's the what the book means to us write-ups that both Sarah and I got to do. That was oh. kind of fun to do. Um, so that also hopefully means that sometime this year I will be sent to Spain Woo! to do a convention over there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'll, that's exciting. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, I'm super pumped for that. Hopefully it'll be in Barcelona. That's uh, that's where Sarah lives. Mm-hmm. And that would make the most sense, wouldn't it? would make it? the most sense. And there's a couple, there's a big show in Barcelona. Not the planet Barcelona. No, Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. I speak English, good. <laughs> I dogs... learn English, I read it from a book. Where the dogs have their noses. That's right. Um, so yeah, it'll be on the 25th. I'm trying to think of anything else that I haven't like talked about before with the book. I know we did a long one of these after... Uh... After yeah. all the issue, individual issues were out. And I tried really hard to find a way to get Sarah on the show, but she's eight hour ahead of us. Yep. So mm-hmm. unless I pre... And I didn't want to do a pre-recording with just me interviewing her because that would be weird. I can see, I can see why that would be a little bit awkward. Yeah. But we could totally make that happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, huh. Yeah. Pardon me. I'm trying to think just what else I could add to it. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. If anyone ever has any questions about how certain elements came to life, like I'd be more than happy to answer anything. Um, <laughs> there are a couple pages in there that I warned Sarah. I was like, "You're, you're." So when I initially described the museum that they work in, I just said, "Like, put some like weird, creepy occult tchotchke somewhere, but don't like, don't feel like you have to go too crazy because as the series progresses, there's going to be quite a few scenes like in the museum." And Sarah turned in like the most detailed half page panel of this museum where like there's stuff everywhere inside it. And I told her, I was like, you're going to regret this when see- more scenes. Got- and then I think <laughs> it's about half of the book. She's like, why did I do this to myself? I, like, I told you. <laughs> um, I found out something kind of sweet about her. So there's a scene towards the middle of the book where we see another uh, like Catholic church in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that that is the church that her abuela goes to in Spain. Oh, right on. So that was kind of sweet. She's like, even though my abuela doesn't understand a single word in this book, she did recognize the church. That's very <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Uh, I would say, coming from an artist background, that I would do something dumb, like <laughs> fully render what a room looks like yeah but that's because i know that things exist Mm -hmm. tools exist that i would be able to draw that from multiple angles and then be able to switch that around that's true so that like digitally you can drop that in right if i've already created it that makes it easier for me to do any sort of blocking for any of the characters yeah it's a lot to redraw 
but I know what the room looks like. Yeah. I know where things are. It becomes more grounded. It becomes more real to me. So yeah, that makes sense. I do try a lot when I start first start working with an artist. I always like to ask them, like, what do you hate drawing? And not to be mean to be like, okay, can I avoid including this? Right. Like, I know artists that are like, please don't ask me to draw horses. Apparently, horses are really hard to draw. You ever tried to draw a horse? No, I can't draw at all. I do stick figures. Uh, horses and Darth Vader because of the angles on the mask. Yeah. Is hard to draw. Yeah. I think one of our friends has said that he hates drawing horses. So when he did a short for the old guard, he was given the Civil War one. You know, <laughs> it's just a lot of fucking horses. <laughs> it's like 50% oh, horses. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I draw horses, they're gonna look like Lego horses because that's yeah, that's fine. That that's what I would grab for reference. I think Nicholas Scott likes to draw horses, though. I think she's a horse person. She does make she does draw a good horse. Yeah, that those are two different things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I could see Nicholas Scott being a horse girl, horse woman, horse person. I don't know though. I don't. You know it better I, than I do. I, well, not are, are we putting Nicola on blast right now? I, no. I feel like we're entering danger. I don't think it's. I'm not. I, I'm not saying it like, asses, as an insult. Way. I don't mean it like, sure. in a bad or offensive way. I'm. I'm just like she could be a horse person. She could. I would not be surprised to find out Nicola Scott is a horse person. Is is all I'm saying. They are a little nuts usually. Sorry, Adam. Oh, she'll admit it. She, <laughs> she's is the first one to admit it. Self admitted admits. She, it's like. Oh no, we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we are 100% like if you're going to get involved with horse people, we're nuts. Just know that. You are front. never the priority over the horse. No, ever. 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 Well, it's like it's like a pet times 50, right? And like you, you take you, you not, take they're on They're not looked like as a pet. They're like no. But what I'm getting at is that like when you the 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 appropriate way to to have pets is like this pet is now a part of my family, and I am responsible for all of its wants and needs. Yep. Times 50. Horse. Yep. Right. Horse. Seahorse. Seahorse. Every time I see multiple horses, it's horse. I don't know why. Every time. That's not. There's horse. That is not the plural and, and then of horse. I know, but that's just how it is now. That is... Look, you, you do a silly thing once. And and you know you get a chuckle out of it. It's a herd so then of you whores. Do, so then you do it like another you know once or twice, and it's still funny. Next thing you know, that's just permanent. I'm not saying it's right, Cable. <laughs> I I, I shouldn't look with judgment. I know that there are things that I do that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back to this book, though. Yeah. I I might need this David Aja cover like as a as a big old Can't thing say to yet. hang. Can't. Say, there are things happening with it. That's all I can say. Oh, That's okay. all I'm allowed to okay. say is that there are plans in motion for that for okay. something. In, okay. in other words, all I'm saying is I I I'm, I think I need a, a blown up version of this yeah. art. It's it's great. All the covers are great though. I should say they're all really beautiful. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I, I think <laughs> I I particularly like her expression mm-hmm. in that one. It's very much like every time I see it, it's that look of like. Whenever I see that expression, it's I always picture that expression, that version of Athelia is a few years older now. She's a bit stronger. She's a bit more control. And those are like that that look is like fuck around and find out, but in Mexican. It's that 
do you really want to try me? Like, yeah, it's, I it's, will burn your soul down. There, there's RBF and then there's Latina RBF. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to explain to me RBF off air. Resting bitch face. Oh, okay. There's another version of it called Resting Keelan Face, <laughs> which is a face of profound disappointment. <laughs> the, um, in, our, in our family, it's just that's what you look like as a Hashitani. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> very well. We just all look like we're very disapproving all the yeah. time. Mm. It's it's that look that when I look in the mirror and I see my grandmother's face staring back at me, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, well, hopefully I see everybody that lives in Portland area on the 28th. It'd be cool to see everybody. Come hang out and say hi. Get a vote. Aaron's going to be very polite about this. Portland, <laughs> come the fuck out. <laughs> Support your boy. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. I will be. I will be there. Just call my name. Thank you. With that, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Vinarita. <laughs> and I'm Cable Hashitani. We will talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Just Bye. call my name.